This message was presented at the GYC 2015 conference called Chosen Faithful in Louisville, Kentucky. For other resources like this, visit us online at www.gycweb.org. All right, sorry about that. See, Benny, I'm technically challenged. Technically challenged. Politically correct, technically challenged. Okay, thank you very much. It will open doors for the entrance of other precious truth. There is room for all. How many? Just a few of us? All. Does that mean the babies? Come on, guys. Does that mean the babies have a role? Amen. Does that mean the older people have a role? Amen. Does that mean the women have a role? Amen. Does that mean the men have a role? Amen. Everybody in between, up, down, sideways, doesn't matter, all have a role to play, to labor. Who will take hold of this work intelligently? Key phrase right here. All have a part to play. Take a role in it intelligently. And that is by God's grace, his power, his knowledge, and we're going to learn about that. So, lessening the suffering in humanity. We just saw that. The health message lessens suffering in humanity. And we talked about briefly, there is a lot of suffering. This is outside the Alamo Dome. This line of people, I don't know, how many of you came to general conference session? A few. The Alamo Dome is humongous, guys. There's 167,000 square feet of raw, flat surface space, plus that huge rooms around it. The Alamo Dome lines, this happens to be the dental line going that direction. The eye care line went this direction, and medical went that way. We are talking thousands and thousands and thousands of people. They wrapped all the way around the building and crossed over. It was so humbling when I drove in. I don't know how many of you else who participated. When I drove in, my husband would drive up and I would see these lines of people as though little old me running inside the building is going to get one more soul inside the building. But all I could think as I'm walking past these person after person, I'm like, God bless you. And like tears start coming down my face because I know we can't see all those people. We can't. But guess what? Jesus knows who they are. Jesus knows. Even if we humans can only do what we can do, Jesus is still calling every single one of them. Amen? Amen. Lessening, lessening the suffering in humanity. The health message does that. This is very interesting. Since 2014, and we're not going to talk about political stuff because that's not what we're here for. Since 2014, facts, just straight facts. 2014, the uninsurance rate was 18%. As of a few months ago, a few months ago, the uninsurance rate was down to 11.4%. Nevertheless, nonetheless, to the surprise of the media, to the surprise of the government, to the surprise of many within even our own church, there has been a decrease in elective coverage. Okay, so that means we have a significant increase in dental care, eye care, surgical service, anything that is considered elective. Anything that is elective is not an emergency. That's kind of common sense, right? I don't have an appendicitis. I have a gallbladder that has gallstones in it, but it hasn't caused me to become super sick, and I don't have cholecystitis. I don't have an infection yet. But boy, do I have a lot of pain after I eat fatty foods. Well, first of all, let's not eat fatty foods. But anyway, nonetheless, I have a lot of pain after eating fatty foods. And every time I go, I'm in a lot of pain. That is an elective procedure. That is not, in many cases, very difficult to be covered by insurance for whatever reason. We're not talking political. This is just stats. This is just facts. These are the stats from San Antonio, and unfortunately it's so small that you cannot read them, but nonetheless you can see the numbers are quite high. This is vision, this is primary care, dental care, our surgical services. In San Antonio, 365 surgical services, and they could have done a lot more if we would have had more surgeons, amen? We were doing major surgical procedures, not on the floor of the Alamo Dome, Everything must be done decently and in order and according to the common law, correct? Amen? But we had a, a wonderful relationship with Central Texas Adventist Medical Center. We were doing gallbladders, hysterectomies, urologic procedures, orthopedic procedures. The list went on and on. God was truly blessing. In, San, in Spokane, similar results. You can see this one a little bit better. Again, you can see primary care, 1,095 patients seeing the doctor. Guys, 
We have a need. Does health reform need to decrease and lessen the suffering in communities? Does it? Amen. Spirit of Prophecy told us it would, and it has. This is a gentleman. This is one of our patients that had major surgery at Central Texas Medical Center, which, by the way, praise God, hallelujah, amen, we are going to be doing major surgical procedures in Los Angeles at the White Memorial Medical Center, and that, for a few of us, we know that was a miracle of God. This is a much, much needed situation. In fact, patients were driving over five hours from Houston to San Antonio to come and get free procedures. That's a long way to drive. Okay, so this is a gentleman. He had been praying to God. He was in a lot of pain. He had gallstones. And again, he didn't have insurance to cover him. He wasn't in an emergency situation where he wasn't going to die. And so the poor guy was in a lot of pain. And so at home, he had been praying and praying. He's like, Lord, please heal me. Please heal me. And finally, he started praying, Lord, if you can't do it, oh, God can do all things, right? We know that. God can do all things. But if you can't do it, Lord, please open some door for me to get relief, for me to get relief from this problem. Lo and behold, his doctor received a flyer about our free surgical services. The next thing we know, Mr. Juan is on the books to have his surgery done. Amen? God answered Mr. Juan's prayer. Amen? God hears prayer, and he is calling all rich and poor educated, uneducated, to come and work for him in unity, in unity. This is the next big section as, as you are practically applying everything that we're talking about, as you're practically thinking it through. If you would like to have a Pathway to Health event in your area, either as a mini clinic or otherwise, this is one of the most important aspects, unity among Christ's followers, okay? This is the unity of whether we are a church-paid employee or whether we are a lay-paid employee. Did you know that Paul was a layman? Amen? Paul paid for himself. In fact, I've been really enjoying the book of Acts again. How many of you really enjoy the book of Acts? I really enjoy, I'm really enjoying the book of Acts again. And I was just so impressed with Paul. You know, he comes up to the Ephesians. This is his last day of being with the, the church of Ephesus to the leaders. And he says, you know... I want you to look at these hands. These hands have supplied for my needs and for those that, I, that I'm taking care of. He wasn't bragging. He was just saying, I'm taking care of myself. But it didn't make him any more special than the church that was in Jerusalem, right? The church in Jerusalem, yes, they were the church. And James was running the church at that time. It didn't mean one was more important. One body of believers. We are God's remnant people, the Seventh-day Adventist church, regardless of who we are or what we work for. Amen? Amen. Medical, non-medical, pastors, physicians, conferences, divisions, general conference, Adventist Health, Will Melinda, get involved with everyone, as many as possible. The stronger you are, the more united you are. United we as Seventh-day Adventist church ministries. Here's a group of pathfinders. In Prelude to San Antonio, do you know what? The Pathfinders went out and handed out door-to-door 60,000 door-to-door invitations. Amen? 60,000. These kids were on fire. Get your Pathfinders involved. Amen? The kids have a role to play. Again, this is the literature table. Here's some of the pastors. This individual, I've actually, I believe this is a, an individual, he's over helping in the eye care department. He didn't happen to be an eye care professional at all. He just happened to volunteer. They needed help in the eye care department. They trained him in what he could do within his scope of practice. And lo and behold, there he is helping out. There are lots of ways, lots and lots and lots of ways that you can participate in a non-medical sense. If you're medical, by all means, praise God, we definitely need you. But God needs you. I shouldn't say we. God needs you. The non-medical people, God needs you too. Okay? So we've got places such as administration, beautician, barber services, construction. If you're an electrician, a plumber, it doesn't matter. As Don McIntosh said this morning, if you can have a smile on your face and you can breathe and you can sit up, lay down, I don't care. If you can come, you can participate. You just got to be a willing volunteer. I cannot encourage this enough. Invite 
Broad Involvement. Invite Seventh-day Adventist Broad Involvement. You will not be disappointed. They will not be disappointed. No compromise by God's grace and His power, correct? Broad involvement. We are one body of believers working together for one common goal. Satan will invent how many possible ways? Every possible scheme to separate those whom God is seeking to make one. How many ways is he going to try to get you and me to hate each other? Every way possible. Every way. Internally, externally. But we must not be what? Misled by his devices. If you see dissatisfaction, if you see disunion, if you see people talking about people, you can be assured of one thing. It is not the power of God. Do I hear an amen? It is not the power of God. So don't be misled. Keep on the course. And by God's grace, the fish will overcome the shark by his power. Amen? United. We do not discourage. There is often the sentiment, the way, oh, it could have been done better this way or it could have been done better that way. And yes, can we make improvements by God's grace? We being you, me, Adventists, all of us seeking to work, to serve, to, to reach souls. Absolutely. Should we use the best possible means? Absolutely. But we should never, ever speak a word of discouragement. He calls upon the ministry to cooperate with the medical missionary workers. How many words? No word is to be spoken to discourage any for this grieves the heart of Jesus and greatly pleases who? The adversary. So who wants to please the adversary? Guys, are we awake or asleep? Who wants to please the devil? Nobody. Nobody wants to please the devil. We all want to please Jesus. Press together, press together are the words of our divine instructor. Unity is strength. Disunion is weakness and defeat. Councils on Health, page 517. I have heard, I have now heard at all levels of our church how unbelievably amazed that they are that what they are seeing with Pathway to Health events is God's people coming together. Brothers and sisters, it is powerful. It is powerful. The first time I saw it, we were in San Francisco. And, you know, we... we <laughs> I hope we never have to do this again. We did two days in San Francisco and one day in Oakland. It takes a full day to set up and a full day to take down, at least, okay? Three days, two cities, separated by a big bay. <laughs> For an entire year, myself, my dad, Anne, my husband, several of us were like, how in the world, logistically, are we going to do this? God fasting and prayer. Brothers and sisters, I cannot tell you how much fasting and prayer, not to mention about this issue, but the whole thing. How are we going to do this, God? How are we going to see patients all day in San Francisco, break down in San Francisco, set up the same exact day in Oakland to be ready for patients by 6 a.m. in Oakland the next morning? How are we going to do this when it takes a full day to break down and set up? No idea. We planned. We did the best we could within our power, pleading with the Lord to send his angels to actually just do the work for us because we knew we had a team, but we didn't know how we were going to do it. Thursday came in San Francisco. And I still remember it as though it were yesterday. I stood back and I watched when the declaration was made, okay, start breaking down the, the, start breaking down the, the pipe and drape. I stood back and I watched as hundreds, and I mean hundreds, of volunteers that you know didn't necessarily in a closed room, didn't necessarily see things eye to eye, worked hand in hand to break down that event in San Francisco, set it up immediately in Oakland, and still make it to the nighttime meeting by 7 p.m. Amen? It was the power of God, and I got enormous tears in my eyes as I was touched, watching our people pressing together, pressing together, united and on guard, right? United and on guard. 
Why? Why do I say on guard? We are united, but we don't compromise truth. Amen? Amen. We must know the truth. That means we've got to study it to know the truth, right? But we don't compromise. Also, on our own selves, men shall arise speaking perverse things of ourselves, out of our own group. We need to be wise. We know, Paul told us, we, our Acts told us that we know that they will come out speaking perverse things, distorting the truth, if you will, to draw away disciples after them. Therefore, watch and remember or be on your guard. So let's be on our guard. Let's be wise, but certainly let's not make the adversary happy and disunify. Amen? The medical missionary work is not to be carried forward as something apart from the work of the gospel ministry. The two lines of work must not be separated. The medical missionary work is to be connected with the third angel's message as the hand is connected to the body. Did you guys hear that? It is connected to the body. There is a, as you embark in this process, as you embark in this medical missionary endeavor, you will be asked, sometimes outside the church, sometimes even within the church, well, you know, we kind of want to, let's just make sure we don't make it too, you know, we, we don't want to offend anybody, right? We don't, we don't want to offend anyone. Um, let's, just, um, let's, just do, let's just do Christian help work. We must do Christian help work, but to take Jesus out of Christian help work has left us with nothing. We've created healthy sinners, right? We must do it wisely, and we're going to talk about how you do it wisely in just a minute. But to take Jesus out of it is not the answer. Mr. Seji, and I have permission to use Mr. Seji here. If the medical missionary work is carried on as part of the gospel, don't separate the two. It's still the gospel. Medical missionary work is still, we are Jesus' hands and feet. Worldlings will see the good that is being done, and they will be convicted to give of, it, of its genuineness and give of their support. This is Mr. Jimmy Seji. I walked into the Malibu Seventh-day Adventist Church a few months ago, and I was up front describing some of the difficulties that we'd had with the planning for Los Angeles. By God's grace, those difficulties have allowed all kinds of new opportunities to reach people for Jesus. But nonetheless, I was describing some of the difficulties and asking the congregation if they had any prayer, that they would please keep it in mind, etc. A lady came up to me after the service. She said, you know, I just want to let you know something. She said, I'm a recent convert to the Seventh-day Adventist Church. I was watching John Bradshaw. It is written on the television that just happened to pop up. And, you know, I gave my heart to Jesus, and I've recently been baptized. I said, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. She said, by the way, she said, I actually am one of the co-founders or the uh, later on founders of the Beverly Hills Academy of the Arts. And I'm very, very connected with lots and lots and lots of people in Beverly Hills and Hollywood. I said, really? That would be wonderful. She said, you know, I'd like to see if I can get some of their help. I said, praise the Lord. See, you know, let's see how this can proceed. Within a few hours, she was texting me back and forth. This was late Sabbath afternoon. By Saturday night, she texted me and said, okay, I have an appointment for you to meet with someone very influential. She didn't even tell me who the name of the guy was. I didn't even know who I was going to meet come Monday morning. She said, he's a very influential man, and I think you're going to really enjoy him. Can you meet me at Beverly Hills um, in, on Wilshire Boulevard in Beverly Hills? I said, uh, sure. Where am I going? What's going to happen now, Lord? Where, where are we going now? So I, I went to this individual's house, and he, again, he had a big flat up high up on Beverly Hills, Wilshire Boulevard, and the man's name is Mr. Jimmy Seji. Mr. Seji happens to be the, um, sh the former advisor to the Shah of Iran. He was the advisor to President Nixon. He was the sole founder of the Beverly Hills Academy of the Arts. The man knows everyone. He is connected to everyone and everything, but... Guess what? He's not a Christian. He's a Jew. And, I, and he's a wonderful Jew, by the way. A wonderful, wonderful, nice, nice, nice man. And I sat down with Mr. Seji, and I showed Mr. Seji the San Antonio video that some of you may have seen this morning. And Mr. Seji had tears in his eyes afterwards. And he said, you know what? He said, I don't, I don't care about religion. Religion, for the sake of the name, religion doesn't mean anything to me. Religion, 
when it's in this form means everything to me. You have my support. Whatever I can do to help you, you've got my support. Mr. Seggi, subsequent to that, was named Hollywood Man of the Year by the Hollywood uh, Times Weekly. The Hollywood Weekly named him Hollywood Man of the Year starting in 2016. Guess what he's going to post for his very first article in Hollywood Weekly as Hollywood Man of the Year? He's posting a big support for Pathway LA. Amen? Amen? It's unbelievable what God is doing. At the same time he did that, he said, you know what, this is what I want you to do. He's like, I want to help you raise money for this event. I need to get some of my contacts, some of these people. I need to help you raise some money. So I want you to put an ad in the magazine. When my ad comes, well, not ad, he's not an ad. He gets a big article because he's the man of the year. But when my notice comes out, I want you to you know, basically say that Jimmy Seji is, you know, congratulations Mr. Seji. So basically there's a feeding back and forth and then they know when I call them, when I contact them, that we are in support of you. So praise God, Mr. Seji has been unbelievably helpful, unbelievably helpful. By this you shall all men know that you are my disciples, if what? If you have love for one another, when Mr. Seji, and oh, by the way, Mr. Seji didn't just introduce, you know, we didn't just have this one interchange with Mr. Seji. Mr. Seji took us to the Beverly Hills Academy of the Arts and several other entities in Beverly Hills, all these different places I didn't even know existed. I mean, I read about them, but I didn't know they existed. I walk into the Beverly Hills Academy of the Arts, and there was a gentleman who's actually, he was a presidential candidate. And there was um, several other people, and they watched the video with tears literally streaming down their cheeks. And you know it's very clear it's a Christian entity. We make it very clear that we're Seventh-day Adventists. We believe in whole person care, physical, mental, and spiritual health. Tears streaming down this lady's cheeks. She said, who are you people? Who are you? You're like, you, you Seventh-day Adventists, you, you must be a group of angels. Who are you? What? They will know that we are Jesus' disciples by our love for humanity. So the world is watching. So as you embark in this endeavor, we must be wise. We must remember the world is watching. Not, we, don't need, we don't need to be scared about that. We just need to be praying constantly. Dear Jesus, give me wisdom. Give me your power and your strength from your throne to know what to say and what not to say. This is Mayor Ivy Taylor. Mayor, uh, mayor Taylor is the mayor of San Antonio. When we first embarked on getting the Alamo Dome, we sought to receive the Alamo Dome for free. It cost $150,000 to use the Alamo Dome. And we wanted it for five days in case, maybe one case it was even six days. How are we going to do that? How are we going to come up with this kind of budget? So we went to the mayor's office at the time, and, uh, and it was Mayor Castro. And Mayor Castro's office okayed after we showed him the video from the Bay Area. He was all excited. He said, oh, great, wonderful. His, his director said, this is wonderful. We're going to waive the cost of the Alamo Dome. No problem, no problem. Okay, great, wonderful. Well, unbeknownst to us, Mayor Castro got whoosh, taken off to HUD under Obama. So now there's a whole new mayor, there's a whole new administration, and the new administration was never told anything about the former administration's promise to give us the Alamo Dome. So now we're already planning, we're coming to San Antonio, we've got the Alamo Dome, yada, 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 and the new administration doesn't know anything. In fact, they're being like, what are you talking about? Who told you this? Oh, dear Jesus, flat on their faces, much fasting, much prayer. Long story short, God brought, again, just the right time, and he'll do it for you too if you pray and you depend upon him and you obey. God, just the right time, brought us a modern-day Esther, and she was able to help go between, if you will, and explain all these things that we needed from the mayor's office. And here is Mayor Ivy Taylor coming on a tour of the Alamo Dome, the Pathway to Health event there. She was dumbfounded. She, said, she just kept shaking her head. I, have no, I, I had no idea. I had no idea what you guys would be doing. In fact, this is her at General Conference Session. For those of you who watch the General Conference Session, obviously that's Elder Wilson. Elder Wilson is providing her with a Steps to Christ, and her response to Elder Wilson at the General Conference Session was, and this is in reference to Pathway San Antonio, 
because Pathway to San Antonio took place in April, and the general conference session, of course, was in July. She says this to the entire World Church of Seventh-day Adventists. Our citizens, she means the citizens of San Antonio, here were touched, and we remain grateful for your service, she said. Backstage, Taylor told the Adventist Review that the free clinic was life-changing for many who received medical and dental treatment. Mayor Taylor had thrown her entire full weight behind the Seventh-day Adventist Church and could not say enough positive things about the Seventh-day Adventist Church. Coming back to what Dr. Chris said last hour, I believe, I believe that is the Seventh-day Adventist Church's truth rising out of obscurity. Not that we don't have special truths. The Bible, Jesus' special truths that he's actually allowed us as witnesses of him to share with the world, rising out of obscurity and being shown to the world. This is Mayor, uh, Mayor Condon. This is the Spokane mayor. Uh, again, very similarly, this is him standing up front thanking the Seventh-day Adventist, thanking the Seventh-day Adventist Church again and again and again for everything that they did for his community. Interestingly enough, and I need to sort of keep track of my time here. I guess I'm doing okay. Um, interestingly enough, in Prelude to Spokane, and this is just one more indication that even if you don't think you have the money, we need to be wise as serpents, we need to be... Uh, systematic, but we also need to depend upon the Lord. And sometimes he just wants us to go on his bidding. Sometimes that's what he wants us to do. So we were in Prelude to Spokane. In fact, it was just before Sp um, San Antonio, Pathway San Antonio. It was February of last year. We're still in the throes. I mean, we got a month and a half before San Antonio. We had absolutely no budget for Spokane. Everything seemed to be saying, you cannot do Spokane. Do not do Spokane. I didn't want to do Spokane. I know several of our board members didn't want to do Spokane. But something just said, what if he wants me to do Spokane? And I'm saying no. Okay, Lord. Okay, what, what, what we'll do is we'll fly up to Spokane. We'll check it out. And, you know, if it doesn't work out, I'm thinking to myself, great, wonderful, because there's so many other things to do, and I just don't have enough time, and we don't have money, and it's just, it's just not going to be a possibility. Flew up to Spokane with my daughter and met with the mayor's assistant. We went out to dinner. We were talking logistics. And this is just a business meeting. We were just sitting down at a restaurant talking logistics. My daughter was there, one lady from the conference, the mayor and one of his assistants, mayor's assistant and one of his other deputy mayor. And we're sitting there at this restaurant, and again, it was almost like a bar restaurant. It wasn't like a, you know, it wasn't like a place that you would think of as GYC or something like that. Three tables up to the right was a, a woman and her daughter, and the woman was facing the opposite direction. And the deputy mayor and myself, we were just having a conversation about logistics and how this could be possible, what size of square footage we would need, how much, da-da-da-da-da, that kind of thing. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, the woman's three tables up on the right-hand side, facing away from me. So I'm facing just like you are. She's facing the same way I'm facing, the other direction. I kid you not, it was the strangest thing ever. She turns around, and she goes, pointing straight at me, she goes, and I wasn't talking very loud, <laughs> not like I am right now. She goes, you're a Seventh-day Adventist, aren't you? Real loud in this restaurant. And I'm like... And my mouth kind of drops open. You should have seen the deputy mayor's mouth. His mouth just goes. <laughs> and the lady from the conference is just like, what is going on here? And so, so I took it as a sign. God was like, uh, I, of course, I had no clue who the woman was, and she didn't know who I was. She goes, I said, what do you mean, ma'am? Now this, this is going across three tables. And she goes, you just look like a Seventh-day Adventist. And I said, <laughs> I stood up. I saw I was like, okay, obviously God wants me to go talk to this woman. So I stand up and I go over and I just kind of do some little interchange with her. Meanwhile, the conference lady came over to continue this conversation. And I went back and sat down with the deputy mayor. Well, the guy's mouth was just like, what is going on? And so I'm like trying to eat my food discreetly thinking, oh boy, where's the conversation going to go now, you know? All of a sudden, he goes, can I ask you a question? And I'm thinking, oh, dear Jesus, please help him not ask me some weird thing like, why do I look so weird? I look like a seventh-day. I have no idea what this guy's going to ask me. And so I'm, sh I'm sure, sure, you can ask me a question. And he had been watching me. I, I didn't make it. You know, we didn't make a big deal about it. We ordered our, you know, it just so happened we ordered our pizza. Or, or, no, it wasn't pizza. It was pasta with no cheese and no meat. And, 
not a big deal. We didn't make a big deal about it. And he goes, real serious now. Now, we had been having a very logistical conversation before, very financial, you know, nuts and bolts. He goes, do you eat the way you eat for spiritual reasons or for health reasons? And I go, you know, that's a really good question. I mean, my first answer to you would be, it's for health reasons. But you know, I'm a Christian, and I believe the Bible tells me that my body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, and I want to glorify God in my body. So actually, you know, I want to eat healthy because it's healthy for me, but I also want to glorify God. So I guess I would have to say it's both. He goes, huh, huh. All of a sudden, the conversation completely shifted complete shift in the conversation and we took off on a Bible study of what the Bible has to say about health that ended up what the Bible has to say about heaven and Jesus coming back and this man happened to be a devout Roman Catholic it was unbelievable what God did and at the end of the conversation we're walking out of the building and I mentioned something he said do you teach people at your events do you teach them stuff like this I said oh yes sir yes we definitely we definitely teach lifestyle at our groups in fact we teach them from science how they can use these principles to improve physical mental and spiritual oh yes yes you definitely need to do this for the citizens of my city you know whatever I can do Whatever you need, I'm with you. I've got it under control. Within a few hours, we had the county superintendent, he had the county superintendent, call and get us the fairgrounds completely for free. It was unbelievable. Unbelievable. So my whole point in telling you all of that is sometimes God gives us extra challenges to try our faith. And I'm speaking to myself right now because Benny knows we have had some trying of the faith with Los Angeles. I am speaking to Leela right now. God allows trials to happen to us, not just to strengthen the, 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 the hope and the grace of those around us, but to do it for us as well. Amen? Amen. This is Mayor Jean Kwan speaking again, thanking the Seventh-day Adventists there in Oakland. And you heard some of those stories this morning. You know, God wants to reach everyone. Just like God wants to use everyone, whether you're a little child or you're an older person or you're everywhere in between, God wants to reach everyone. Amen? Amen. Does Jesus want to reach those who sometimes that we think are so powerful or so well-known or for whatever reason are unreachable? Yes, he does. Yes, he does. And again, I, I cannot bring up enough how impressed I am with the book of Acts and how Jesus himself told us that we would be brought before kings and governors because of his name, not just to be put on trial. I don't believe that's the case. Yes, ultimately we know it's happening and it's going to happen again. But I believe also ahead of time, Jesus wants to give every single person an opportunity to know the truth. Martin Luther said, if the emperor calls me, I cannot doubt that it is the goal of God himself. Martin Luther, I believe, was hoping, was hoping that he would be able to convince the emperor of the truth. Amen? This was a calling from God. He looked at it as a calling from God to witness like Paul to Nero himself. Paul in Thessalonica and the devout Greeks, a great multitude, and of the chief women, not a few. Chief women, not a few. In other words, God is reaching. He is reaching everybody, whether they be high on our level of whatever we think socially or not so high level what we think of as humans socially. God is no respecter of persons, but what? But what? You can read it on the screen. But in every nation, him that feareth him and worketh righteousness is acceptable unto him. There is no, there is no person too high or too low for Jesus. And I can say this. This is Mr. Danny Bakewell. Mr. Bakewell owns the Los Angeles Sentinel. Um, in fact, he is responsible for something called the Taste of Soul that happens in Los Angeles every year. They bring in 300,000 people in one day. Mr. Bakewell is considered to be the most influential, if one of the most, if not the most influential African-American um, uh, authors in the entire nation. He is very, very, very influential. And Mr. Bakewell, by God's grace and his glory, has thrown his support between Pathway Los Angeles. Yes, knowing that we are a Seventh-day Adventist organization, he happens to be friends with Mr. Paul Cobb. Amen? I didn't hear an amen. Everybody's quiet. Amen? Okay. 
Um, the next story I'm going to tell you, and this is, again, I, we're getting to the point about what should and should not be said as you're making these endeavors, as you're being an ambassador for Christ, and in our case, an ambassador with Pathway to Health. I'm going to tell you a story, and I can't tell you the specific names because they haven't been released yet, but this is what happened. Uh, back in several months ago, actually, we had run into, as I've mentioned a few times, quite a few problems with Los Angeles. And it had come to the point when I was starting to wonder, dear Lord, is this really what you want or is this Leela just off on some tangent somewhere? And my husband and I started fasting and praying. Again, we set three days of fasting and praying specifically for Los Angeles. And by the way, I highly recommend it. You choose your fast however it is with God. That's a decision between you and God and, and your health. But whatever it is, whether you fast away from whatever it is, that's, that's a decision that you can make. But nonetheless, there is great power, and the spirit of prophecy in the Bible tells us so. This, this kind takes much fasting and prayer, right? Amen? So we were fasting and praying, and I was specifically praying that Jesus would give us a sign that he was still with us with Los Angeles, so that we were not off course, that this was something that he very much wanted, and he would specifically give a Thanksgiving miracle story to show that he was in the lead with L.A., and it was getting closer and closer to Thanksgiving. In fact, all of a sudden, the adversary threw in about three hurdles, boom, 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 on the same day. It was just like, what? This is not really the miracle we were praying for, dear Lord. Okay, more prayer, more fasting, more prayer, more dependence upon God. And that afternoon, after all these strange, crazy things happened, I got a phone call. And the phone call happened to be from a man who, again, I can't give any identities at this point, who was the father, is the father, of a very, very, very influential television station in Los Angeles. It actually airs all over the entire world. It is the kind of station that, I mean, we probably wouldn't necessarily be watching. But nonetheless, I, most of us, actually, we... We don't have a television in our house. But nonetheless, most of us probably would not be watching this kind of thing. Nonetheless, he says, you know, my son started this television network, etc., about 12 years ago, and I believe he can help you with Los Angeles. I said, okay, that's wonderful. Thank you so much, sir. And I hung up the phone. Within 15 minutes, the guy calls me back. He says, I just called my son. I just called my son, and he said he's available. Will you call him right now? I said, okay. I'm still wondering who in the world I'm even calling. I didn't even know what the television show was just because of my silly naivety as far as TV was concerned. And so I called this gentleman, and I get the guy on the phone. He's like, so my dad told me what's going on. You're having these various problems, etc. I am here to help you. I am connected with this Hollywood person and this Hollywood person. He starts naming all these people. And I can get any one of them to adopt this project because you know what? They love humanitarian stuff. They love stuff for the poor. I said, great. That's wonderful, sir. He's, and I'm starting to think, is this my miracle story that I've been pleading with Jesus for months and months for? Is this Jesus answering my prayer and so he goes he goes on he's like you know what and also what I'll do is we'll give you all kinds of other support that he that he advocated I said that's wonderful thank you so much he's like well I gotta go I'm getting on a show right now I said okay great thank you so much I hung up with him I drove my children to school and while I dropped my kids off in school I google searched this show and as I was reading it all of a sudden I go oh <laughs> oh, dear Jesus, what did I get myself into? It was, you know, this, you know, affair with this person and this Hollywood person is on this drug and all this kind of stuff. And I was just like, oh, dear Jesus, what am I doing? And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, this thought came to me. It was, you know, when you recognize the Holy Spirit's voice after you've been listening to him, while you recognize it faster as you get closer to Jesus. And I was like, oh, dear. He go, the, the, the thought was, I have not come to heal the healthy. I have come to heal the sick. I have not come to call the righteous unto repentance, but the sinner. Dear Lord, forgive me. Forgive me. Forgive me for thinking quickly of quick judgmental thoughts. Jesus is calling everyone to himself and we must not we must not think of anyone less than ourselves there is none righteous no not one except for him amen 
Amen. So in review, how do these things happen? How can we expect the power of God? How can we expect the power of the Holy Spirit? Number one, dependence upon God. Amen? Number two, part of dependence upon God is prayer and obedience to him. Amen? We love him. We love him. We want to talk to him. We want to obey him. We want to follow him. And persistence. Sometimes he allows trials to continue to go on and on for our own good and to accomplish his ultimate good. Ultimately, we must ask him for wisdom. We must ask him for wisdom because we will encounter every aspect that Satan would love to throw in our way to confuse us. Don't, when you interact, and I, I cannot stress this kind of thing enough, do not, when you interact with the government officials, offer too much, right? Offer too much information. Listen. Do a lot more listening than talking. Be honest. Let all things be done decently and in order. I, I mean this humbly, but I would highly recommend following the principles in the manual. It really is beneficial by God's grace. Again, it's a work in progress. But let all things be done decently in order. Don't, don't just kind of scatterbrain. Plan it out. Pray to God. Ask him for his wisdom. But follow organizational flow charts. And, and that's actually in the, the manual as well. Logistics, questions of logistics. Again, letting things all be done decently and in order for an equipment and venue site selection. It's about, we have now figured it out based on all the statistics that we have up to now, it's about $100 a person. It's about $100 a person to do a mega event, but I'm excited to tell you we're going to offer some other options for mini clinic events that's not so expensive. But it is about $100 a person for a mega event, and that, of course, includes you know, getting your venue site designation, etc. Credentialing, the next two aspects of the event, and this is not to be discouraging. We've talked a lot about faith. We've talked a lot about following God even when things don't look like they're possible, but these are the facts. These are the facts that have to be considered, and these are things that Pathway to Health, working with the, the North American Division and the church and various aspects of the church, have had the ability to work out over the last couple years. So number one, credentialing. It is very important. Do, how many medical people do we have in here? We have a few medical, okay, very good. So you know that when you go to apply for a job, whether you're gonna get uh, privileges as a nurse or a physician or a respiratory therapist or whatever, you have to go through credentialing, amen? Well, why? Why do we have credentialing in our hospital systems? Because we don't want some bad thing happening to a patient that could be, un could be avoidable, right? Somebody who knows, how, we, want, we want to know if we were the patient that the person who's taking care of us knows what they're doing. Pathway to Health has a credentialing data bank. We're working with Loma Linda. We have a data bank, and we are particularly, particularly careful with the data bank. We background check everyone. We do um, the National Provider Data Bank and much, much more. Um, this is very, very important. In Spokane, and, and again, I, I, this is not off kilter. It's just it's part of this whole let all things be done decently and in order. Just as easily as we have had, by God's grace, we've seen all the positivities that are coming out of the event, one negative event, one negative thing, and the media will go haywire the opposite direction. Have we not seen that on the news before? So we must be careful. Jesus wants us to be wise as serpents, but harmless as doves. Part of that is the credentialing. In Spokane, just to give you a very small idea of what I'm talking about, in Spokane there were three providers, two of whom who had previously had um, inappropriate activity with patients previously, female patients previously, and one with another issue. Had we not done the credentialing background check, those physicians might have been credentialed to practice in an area that they should not have been practicing in. It is very, very, very important. This is not something to just be taken lightly. I'm not trying to discourage us, but we must be wise. We are talking about our reputations as individuals, but much, much, much more important, our reputation as God's Seventh-day Adventist people, and it must be taken seriously. So if you work with Pathway to Health through the ambassadorship program, you can use the credentialing data bank, you use the manual, um, etc., and then also malpractice. There's a lot of different ideas out there as far as malpractice, and we highly, highly, highly recommend it. Um, the church highly recommends it. In fact, cannot have an event associated with the church unless it does have malpractice coverage. 
Why? Because we need to be wise. We live in a litigious society. Jesus doesn't want us to go out and do foolish things. Does that mean we don't do medical missionary work? No, but we need to take appropriate precautions. Um, Pathway to Health has a 10-10 policy, which is huge for those of you who are medical professionals. You know that. Normally, a physician will be on a 1-3 policy. This is a $10 million, $10 million policy. Um, it's brokered through Adventist Risk Management, um, and it is a very good policy by God's grace, and we highly recommend it. So again, going through Pathway to Health, these are just some of the logistics, the nuts and bolts. These are the things that we already have situated, and it, again, it needs to be taken very, very seriously. Medical follow-up. Um, Dr. Chris talked about the health information centers, which is the most important from a spiritual perspective, following through, making sure patients get all the way through and they get connected spiritually. But from a medical perspective, nuts and bolts, you've got to have medical follow-up. Cannot go into an event, do something, and not allow for follow-up for the patients. That, that's not good medical practice, okay? As a physician, that's just not good practice. As a, mass, you know, as a public health professional, not good medical practice. So we have to have follow-up, and that is something that Pathway to Health does require. We do every city we go into. We work with the Department of Public Health. Uh, we work with federally qualified clinics. And as ambassadors in your local areas, these are the kinds of things that you would be working with. You work in concert with Pathway to Health administration and board. So that way, you can actually run questions back and forth. Okay, So it's not like you're off on your own, like, hey, what do I do now? No, a board member is assigned to your particular ambassadorship, if you will, and you can run questions back and forth. You report to that board member, and the board member reports to the Pathway to Health Board. But again, keeping things all on the up and up, because we have, we have a big responsibility, right? As Seventh-day Adventists, we do not want to give the wrong impression. We want to continue, by God's grace, to give the right impression, which, by the way, again, this is only the power of God. With this many patients service, 12,400 patients, that's a lot of patients. We're talking major surgical procedures and some minor surgical procedures so far with all the different events so far. By God's grace, we have not had any issues so far. Amen? That is only God. But he requires us not to be naive and do things without planning through and thinking through them. Continuing medical missionary work, the mini clinic model. So this is basically for our, our smaller towns, our smaller cities. We've come up with two possible scenarios that, um, that kind of, they're, actually they're exactly the same. They're just different aspects, if you will. So we launched actually the mini clinic approach. We talked about it. We tried to launch it in San Antonio. It was just too soon. We launched it in Spokane, and it worked pretty well by God's grace. Our plan for L.A. is much greater. What happened in Spokane was they didn't have the equipment, they didn't have the supplies that they needed at the health information center. So again, just in review, patients come to the event. Patients go through the event. They are assigned a health information center. It's one of our churches, right? When they go to the health information center, they pick up their labs, they pick up their path reports, they pick up their pap smears, they pick up everything at the health information center, which is clearly designated because there's no bait and switch. We do not believe in bait and switch. Clearly designated at such and such Seventh-day Adventist church. So they go to whatever this health information center is. They pick up their results. They are then invited to follow-up classes. Hey, by the way, Mrs. Jones, I noticed that your sugar's a little high, your cholesterol's a little out, you may be interested in the Diabetes Undone course or the Natural Lifestyle Cooking course or this or that, okay? So they're there. They then go into those courses for four weeks. Why do they not just go straight into an evangelistic series? What? Exactly. We need to give them more time. And furthermore, we, there, there's a lot. People have tried that before. People have tried to do some sort of health thing and then jump real quick. In, uh, that's probably not going to be real great for the video. Sorry. Uh, they, they've tried to jump real fast into the evangelism. It's not enough time. Jesus works on different people at different paces. Amen? Amen. So we need to lead them. We need to gently lead them. Furthermore, we have other issues. You're working with city governments. You're working, and this is not meaning we're compromising. This is not compromising. But you're working with a lot of outside entities. You're working with, sometimes in many cases, the media, etc. What you don't want, because this is the very first question every single government meeting that I have gone to, every single question, the very first question is, why are you guys doing this? 
You know, it's not a, why are you doing this? This is so wonderful. It's, why are you doing this? What are you getting out of this? Are you, are you guys just trying to baptize people? That's what they thought we were doing at the general conference session. They thought the, general, the mayor's office thought that the GC session in July was going to be some kind of gigantic baptism that we were going to try to baptize all the thousands of people that we brought through the Alamo Dome in April. And, and I, we had to explain that that wasn't the case. But nonetheless, that's what they think. So we don't want to give, we don't want to give objectionable truth, if you will, right off the bat. We want to woo the people. We want to be all things to all people, amen, so that by, we might by some convince them that Jesus is God, amen? So they continue through these courses. Health information courses continue for four weeks. We recommend then a two-week bridge. There's a couple different courses, and Don was here, and I hope he'll be here. He will be here tomorrow morning. You can talk to him about the bridge course that we recommend. These bridge courses basically looking at the Bible from a scientific perspective, looking at Daniel from a scientific perspective. So you're kind of moving people along carefully, slowly. Then you invite them more information if they want to come to the gospel evangelism, praise God. In addition to that, what we launched in Spokane with the mini clinics is this. In addition to offering the health courses, there are thousands of people. Remember I showed you the picture? There are thousands of people that never get inside the door, but they still wanted to see the doctor. They still wanted to see the dentist. They still wanted a haircut. They never got inside the door. Those people want to be serviced as well. They are open hearts to Jesus as well. The mini clinic allows for the continuation of actual free health care, if you will, at our local churches. That is the mini clinic model in combination with the Health Information Center. So what we did in, in Spokane, and this is part of the vision over here. So basically there's two aspects. Number one, there's the health and healing RVs mini clinic. These RVs are fully equipped. You can actually see there's a dental station here, uh, two medical stations, and this is what we, by God's grace, are raising money for to launch in LA. So the plan is that any city, particularly those cities that we do the mega clinics, but any city, any conference, any union, anyone can actually purchase these. We're, we'll have them fully equipped. They purchase them for their own units, their own churches, and the churches every Sunday, they can, a doctor can jump on. You were, I think you were asking me, you said, well, we don't have doctors, we don't have dentists, what are we going to do? The doctors just get on Sunday morning. They're all set up. It's not going to take them a full day to set the event up, right? They just drive into the church parking lot. Oh, the mini clinic's here. The church would have had the responsibility of going out to the community and telling the people that it was coming. It's going to be, by God's grace, it's going to make, be phenomenal. Now, there are, this is obviously more pricey than the mini clinic, mini clinic, if you will. The mini clinic, mini clinic is where the churches are actually, they actually purchase their own equipment. Maybe two churches together, maybe one church. They actually purchase their own equipment, but that is going to require you've got enough providers to staff it. So you would only buy based on the size, based on the providers that you have, okay? So these are a couple different options, but again, following Pathway to Health, following these logistical issues. So we've got now practice, right? We, who's awake? <laughs> we're talking logistics, and it's so boring. It's not miracle stories. So we're talking malpractice, right? And we're talking credentialing. Very, very, very important. Again, Pathway to Health continues to offer these, and you would, as a mini clinic, still be able to um, access it through that direction. One reason for our existence, in fact, <laughs> the only reason for our existence, is a proclamation of the gospel to share Jesus with those around us. There is a danger, and we kind of alluded to this already, there is a danger of losing sight of the great principles of truth. When? When? When does that happen? Who can read it for me? When we work for the poor. Did you hear what I just read? There is a danger of losing sight of the great principles of truth, the Sabbath, the state of the dead, the things that the Lord has entrusted upon his people when doing the work for the poor, that the poor, doing the poor, helping the poor is right to do. But the spiritual necessities of the soul are what? always to be kept prominent. They are the most important, most prominent. Do not, under any circumstance, we will lose the power of the Holy Spirit. We will stop seeing God's miracles when we separate the gospel from medical missionary work. Medical missionary work is the right arm of the third angel's message. It is not 
the third angel's message. Amen? Amen? Do you hear the difference? It is the right arm. It opens the door to the third angel's message, but it is not the third angel's message. Ever-increasing opportunities for ministering to the temporal needs of the classes. That is the danger. There's more and more and more need. It will eclipse the message that God has given us to bear in every city. The proclamation of the soon coming of Jesus, the necessity of obedience to the commandments of God, and the testimony of Jesus are the things that we need to keep before the people. Amen? Amen. Does that mean that we hit them hard right off the bat? Do we put up a big sign that says, the Sunday law was made by the papacy? right in front of our big, big church that's holding the pathway event. Do we do that? Why not? Why not? The health message is the right arm of the third angel's message. It opens the door, but we don't want to slam it in their face, right? Listen to this. The greatest care is needed in dealing with these souls. Be always on guard. Do not at the outpress before the people the most objectionable features. So don't just go boom. Here it is, guys. That's the way it is. Live it or not. No, don't do that. Right before San Antonio, something crazy happened. <laughs> At the, you know, the church knew, we all knew that San Antonio was going to be Pathway San Antonio, prelude to the general conference session. This is awesome. This is big stuff, right, guys? Amen? Amen. So, day before Pathway San Antonio comes about, there's a big like full page or two page ad in the number one newspaper of San Antonio. Papacy changed the Sabbath from su to Sunday. Big billboard right in front of the Alamo Dome. Again, same thing. The Pope is the Antichrist. Papacy changed the Sabbath. Is it true? Well, it's true, but it's not to be done as the outpress before the people, the most objectionable features. And furthermore, that's not how Paul did it. That's not how Jesus did it. Jesus didn't do that, did he? The apostles didn't do that. He wooed them. He loved them. He was all things to all people. And in time, as they were able to bear it, he shared with them. It requires more and more and more prayer for more wisdom. If we are going to win these secular people for Christ, we have to use his methods. It is not our judgment, it is his judgment. This is Mr. Bevan Dufty. Mr. Dufty was the main man who supported us in San Francisco. Not initially, not initially. When we first went to meet Mr. Dufty in the office, there he was. And he said, oh, are you, how are you going to be, you know, how are things going to be when, you know, you get people with different gender likings, et cetera, et cetera. Is that going to be a problem for you? Oh, no, Mr. Dufty. We treat everyone the same, just as Jesus did. This is San Francisco, right? Just as Jesus did when he was on earth. He freely gave to everyone, just as we have freely received. We want to give to him. Mr. Dufty came thank, um, Thursday afternoon to the, out, to the armory. And there at the armory, he walked through. And he had tears glistening in his eyes. And he walked through, and he walked up to our union vice president. And he said, I want to tell you something, sir. He said, I may be a homosexual Jew, but I am the number one supporter of the Seventh-day Adventist Church. If you ever need anything in the future, you come to me. Amen? Amen. We must pray and pray for more wisdom, more wisdom from Jesus. There is wisdom and blessing for those who will engage in the work as here presented presents abundant opportunity to minister to suffering humanity and at the same time to be an instrument in God's hand of bringing light of truth to a perishing world. Do you want that? Is that your goal today, brothers and sisters? Isaiah 58 tells us that when we embark on this journey, on this journey of sharing Christ using his methods, doing Christian help work, it ultimately leads to an awareness of God's precious Sabbath truth. And that is exactly what is happening in Los Angeles. That is exactly what is happening with Mr. Seji. That is exactly what we are seeing repeatedly over and over and over again. Pathway Los Angeles is coming, and we need your prayers, and we need your participation. And we, you, Jesus needs you wherever you live to go back to your hometown, to share, just like Juan here, sharing the good news of Christ with him through various means. Mr. Juan came to the Pathway San Antonio 
He was shared with. He was prayed with. He came to the health information centers. He stayed the entire meetings. He stayed for the evangelistic series. He came to Alejandro Bullion's series, and he was baptized by God's grace and saved from alcohol addiction. There are many wands. There are many, many, many others in your area, in areas all around the world. Jesus is calling you. Will you answer the call? Honey, would you come up and have a closing prayer for us? And I would ask you, if this is your goal, if this is your prayer, if this is your desire, that you would now pray with us as we seek God's guidance and mercy as we head on. Let's bow our heads. Heavenly Father, we've heard lots of things. Um, you've been working mightily, not just uh, in San Antonio and other places with Pathway, but with your people all over the world. We want to know the best methods, as your servant said in the book of evangelism, study to know the best methods for evangelism. And clearly the medical missionary work is the one that you say works the best. Help us to know how to use it uh, even better. Please go with each soul as we uh, take a break. Um, solidify in our minds uh, how you want to use each of us to win others to Christ. And thank you for being with us this hour. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. This message was recorded at the GYC 2015 conference called Chosen Faithful in Louisville, Kentucky. GYC, a supporting ministry of the Seventh-day Adventist Church, seeks to inspire young people to be Bible-based, Christ-centered, and soul-winning Christians. To download or purchase other resources like this, visit us online at www.gycweb.org.